0: chuckles and a podcast for the curious here rob and lloyd attempt to teach you something new every week and invariably
1: <laughs> fall short over to you
0: gentlemen G- giggle mugs
1: giggle mugs Giggle mugs. that's what we are rob
0: episode four you called me out 20 percent guaranteed that i didn't say it so i'm getting it in early giggle mugs giggle mugs episode six lloyd giggle mugs Giggle Well,
1: I 100% guarantee you nailed it.
0: Should we rebrand as Miggle Gugs? Miggle Gugs. <laughs> I'm uh, feeling pretty good about it, and I think we should change our logo to... I have no idea what a Miggle Gug looks like.
1: I was just thinking Gandalf upside down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Perfect. I'm in. What are you drinking? <clears throat>
1: oh, God. Rob, I'm out of Guinness. Oh, man. I'm drinking a beer that someone brought to my house and left here. They're
0: it's the best UFO. beers. It's a
1: journey to planet pumpkin.
0: Oh, yuck. It's seasonally spiced and brewed with real pumpkin puree. What are you drinking? Uh, this evening, I have pulled a, also a, f- a beer that I've had in my fridge for a little while. Because every time I looked at it, I was like, I do not feel like that. Uh, but uh, look, here I am. Uh, it is It is by a company in Perth called Freestyle Brewing, who are excellent. And it is an Ambrosia Sour and i googled ambrosia i remember it tastes like marshmallows i googled ambrosia the first entry is wikipedia in ancient greek myths ambrosia is the food or drink of the greek gods oh that's awesome anyway ambrosia sour is a big can it's seven percent so i mean what do we got to lose uh like nothing we don't have any listeners we don't have any sponsors
1: dignity hope so you're good drink away wow i'm turning out the lights and putting
0: a blindfold on. <laughs> please i have got to go out and style. will be more successful than shut we. up lloyd how far apart are we
1: rob between us there are 2907.465 ancient babylons <laughs> yeah that fully loaded
0: how do we know lloyd ancient babylon don't exist no more so how big is it about four square miles <laughs> you're amazing uh ancient babylon why is that relevant this week, Lloyd, I learned the oldest recorded your mom joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet in 1976. It was discovered in 1976. <laughs> Whoa. That's Some guy found a
1: 3,500-year-old tablet and then carved a your mama joke into it. <laughs> oh. um,
0: I hope it's not that.
1: I have a, a bone to pick. I'm, I'm sure it's come up in your research. And, uh, borderline, when I read this, didn't want to do any more research.
0: Ooh we have the joke rob yes but we don't have the punchline ah oh, true but it's i think it's implied the fact holds up because it's pretty well implied that there was humor involved
1: yeah i agree with you that's definitely a your mama joke i got a bunch
0: of I, other old jokes though
1: yeah okay all right i'll i will allow you an opportunity to redeem thyself
0: I will do my absolute bestest, and you'll probably still call me out. Here we go. Uh, so this joke and five other such riddles were discovered on a damaged tablet in Iraq in 1976 by an archaeologist. Archeolo- because they're jokes. Archaeologist. Humorously <laughs> called J.J. J. Van Dyck. <laughs> it's dyke. Still good. J.J. J. Van Dick. Dyke. He was Dutch, probably. Still funny. Yeah, still good. So we're on on a roll. It's going well.
1: What's a a Dutch accent? Every time I hear one...
0: I know exactly what it is, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah. This is very... Nah, not going to try. Yeah,
1: because I think mine will come out either Swedish or German.
0: Yeah, mine will come closer to German for sure. Mm. The tablet was dated from around 1500 BCE and unfortunately has since been lost, which I was like, wait a minute. What do you mean? So, yeah, I read that... the. I think they made a transcription of this tablet, and then Van Dick lost it somehow.
1: Nah, it's definitely just in his like, in his games room or something. Yeah,
0: probably. So Van Dick, in his his research, also made the hoity-toity assumption that it was written by a student because the writing was just a bit shit. <laughs> I was like, 3,500 years years old. What do you know? I go, he's, he's probably yeah. studied a bunch of other ancient Babylonian tablets, I suppose.
1: Yeah, I guess it still seems a bit rude.
0: Yeah, super rude. I thought that maybe Van Dickey might have made it all up. Like, hey, I found these sick ancient jokes, but I accidentally dropped the tablet, and it disintegrated. Sorry, y'all, but I wrote them oh, down, so look at me I go. I think of that. Good detective brain, Rob. Oh, but I didn't look any further, so I'm just assuming they're still real.
1: Oh, I liked it when you thought he
0: was a liar. I had a comment man. Well, I mean, he's a dick, so. Yeah. Uh, so, based on the transcript, scholars refer to this kind of writing from the time or from ancient times as wisdom literature. Because they're supposed to be, like, some kind of metaphors that impart some, like, silly little truth. So, Lloyd, are you ready for a number of hard-to-understand jokes that might not really be jokes? Can't wait. I've got them for you. So, as you mentioned, the Yo Mama joke was half-written, or, like, couldn't all be deciphered, and has no answer due to tablet damage. But it's clearly a Yo Mama joke. So, what, what could be read and deciphered reads... Something 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 of your mother is by the one who has intercourse with her. What who is it? The like what is it or who is it? Burn. Take that Lloyd. Fucking got him. <laughs> got him. Ugh. And surely like even like yeah, you're translating old language, but they weren't walking around with like, oh, intercourse with your mother. They had a they 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 had a, a sex yeah. word. They were talking about banging. Someone banged your mum.
1: Yeah,
0: who banged your mum, we don't know
1: a few of the, like the ancient jokes i read people were like this is the legitimate like the the literal translation but over two three four thousand years it's like been
0: lost the yeah. nuances have been lost yeah so sick Ben. basis Fucking of the gone. fact pretty bad uh next one in your mouth and your teeth constantly stared at you the measuring vessel of your lord what is it Beer. Oh, <laughs> That's
1: perfect yeah, response.
0: right. So apparently, your teeth could also translate to your piss somehow. So I guess that also makes sense. O-
1: also, it didn't make sense the first time.
0: Yeah, bit.
1: Uh, my teeth are staring at me, full of beer. What? Just laugh.
0: <laughs> I, I think this next one's my favorite. The deflowered girl did not become pregnant. The undeflowered girl <laughs> became pregnant. What is it? Auxiliary forces. <laughs> 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 like, like what? So, like, what are we just saying? Divine intervention. Yeah. And like, should it be second note? Should it be undeflowered or should it just be flowered? Yeah. Double negative. Interesting.
1: Maybe ancient people were just
0: dumb and unfunny. Maybe the translation is fine humor is a recent development <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they'd be they'd be they'd be shocked by what we call humor, probably, yeah, all right uh, yeah, I don't know maybe uh he gouged out the eye. it is not the fate of a dead man. he cut the throat a dead man who is it the governor <laughs> ah, political humor <laughs> <laughs> got him uh so yeah look let's be honest they're pretty shit yeah not great yeah so i mean that i mean that's that's pretty much it i have a i have some victorian
1: jokes which which aged very well have we done that we've we've definitely done that before yeah but i haven't i haven't done these particular ones i also have an ancient roman
0: joke which aged very well okay i want all of those let me just quickly finish Nah, give me those first, because my, my Babylonian jokes are pretty shit, to be honest. And then I've got a little, <laughs> little bit more history, and then I've got some other funny stuff.
1: Cool, cool, cool. Alright, my ancient Roman joke. <clears throat> One man complains to another, The slave you sold me died. <laughs> By the gods, the other replies. During the time he was in my service, he never did such a thing. <laughs> pretty good, pretty
0: good. Yeah, not bad.
1: Uh, my three Victorian jokes. See here, waiter. I found a button in my salad. Oh, that's all right, sir. It's part of the dressing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Aha. Yeah,
0: Here's a I mean, uh, yes. ca-
1: ca- call and response one for you, Rob. See if you can um, see if you can guess this one. I'll do my Who's best. Who's the greatest chicken killer in Shakespeare? I don't know. It's Macbeth, because he did murder most foul. <laughs> i rate that that's pretty good this is this is my personal favorite one and i think better than most foul okay what's the difference between a tube and a foolish dutchman
0: a tube and a foolish dutchman
1: one is a hollow cylinder and the other a silly hollander (laughs) those last two proper banging jokes goofy yeah Yeah. really good yeah Uh, those are all my historical jokes that's everything, re- jokes, that's everything you research that's everything you researched for this episode no I haven't I have a separate anecdote
0: <laughs> okay good all right well let me give you some that that's good that's a good little laugh break so now boring history once more I very briefly tried to learn some real things about this tablet um rather than just the like oh here's the oldest your mama joke viral stuff uh, I do try sometimes good thank you um I don't ever uh, oh I see. So there was a couple of science people called Michael Strick and Nathan Wasserman who studied the tablet maybe before it disappeared or studied the inscription, I don't know, um, and published their research in the journal that was simply titled Iraq. But this requires a subscription to read the article, etc., etc., etc. And since all of your listeners haven't made us famous yet, there ain't no money available for that kind of real research so that's on you
1: that's it's on them i agree
0: write us an email about it i don't give a shit once more i'm in charge
1: we're
0: in charge we're we're in in charge
1: i don't know where this is coming from (laughs) it might be my lack of effort but i don't like it
0: (laughs) we're in charge uh the other thing i did learn is the cool word that describes this style of language and, like, inscribing shit on tablets, because this is 3,500 years ago, is called cuneiform. Oh, cool. It's a great word. Very cool word. Uh, It's basically a logo syllabic script that was used to write several languages of the ancient Middle East and was used up until around 2,000 years ago. It is named for the characteristic wedge-shaped impressions, which are called cunus in Latin, that form its symbols and awesomely it's the earliest known writing system which is pretty cool very cool uh imagine being like the first person to discover some of said writings like the oldest writing in the world so that would also include some of the first ever written recorded history in the world yeah
1: it's bonkers
0: would be super cool
1: or being the first guy to do it
0: someone walks past like what's that he goes oh that means rice Oh, it's, yeah, it's cuneiform. That's, you guys not doing cuneiform over in village blah, blah, blah? Idiots. Village B? Village B. Oh, shut also, up, village, a. village Village A. That's history, right? Village A versus village B.
1: That's All of history con- condensed into a nutshell is basically village A versus village B. I have a question. Um, yep. Would hieroglyphics be a cuneiform language, or is that different? Yes.
0: To which question it is, <laughs> or it's different? I think that would be a cuneiform language without cool. any real verification
1: did the ancient egyptians have a language and used hieroglyphics in their art or was hieroglyphics their language their written language
0: oh as in like
1: it <sighs> like like was hieroglyphics their emojis and there was also ancient egyptian
0: yeah well like how do you read hieroglyphics with words uh big big man stands with cat mm. and that means like coffee please yeah i don't know does it
1: i didn't know you spoke hieroglyphics
0: uh here we are.
1: <laughs> Shut so it up, sounds boy. like neither of us know. I,
0: I definitely don't know. There's so there's some of the oldest coolest old cuneiform stuff that has been discovered is there's a monument that's inscribed all over it that describes the laws of ancient Babylon in detail. Imagine like discovering that being like, holy shit. That's awesome. Well this uh, was one of the things that like made
1: ancient Babylon and Babylonia as a whole, like made them such a great empire, right? Is that yeah. the guy Created this
0: list of two hundred laws. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, there's a tablet in three different cuneiform languages that was found along a prominent trade route of the time that describes how the Persian king of kings, in inverted commas, Darius, rose to power. Uh, like, hey guys, this is how great I am. Read it or die. Like, <laughs> in three languages. Yeah, it's like the first road sign. Fyi, Darius is now the king. This is how he did it. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Come on, donkeys. Oh, cool. I'm Camels, peasant, I guess. This doesn't impact at all. <laughs> yeah. I'm just on my way from village A to village B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't give a shit about Darius. <laughs> uh, and there was another tablet. I thought this one was super interesting. It has a Babylonian version of the story of Noah and the flood. Like different name, different stuff, but it's basically the same situation. that caused a huge stir in Christian circles when it was discovered in the 19th century. So I thought that was super mm. interesting. Do we want your anecdote first? Uh,
1: my anecdote is Babylon-related, so it's up to you what order you'd like to We No, hit me. We
0: just, I just finished on my cuneiform language. Just hit me up with your Babylon anecdote. Cool. <clears throat> I wanted to find some cool
1: things about uh, Babylon, ancient Babylonia. Didn't really find anything that tickled me. Just, like, hanging gardens were pretty cool. Um... They did some stuff with Laws, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> I found laws. <laughs> a sci-fi show from the 90s called Babylon 5 that I'd like to talk about. Babylon 5. It rings a bell, but I don't know what it is. It has 110 episodes. I thought this Whoa. was going to be like had a, had a pilot and yeah, failed, yeah. but was like big. What was a, a show? Um, basically, Babylon 5 is a space station that's designed as neutral territory for humans and aliens and other species to like do governmental relations and it's just about their struggles Diplomacy ah cool but some really interesting things about it so the creator whose name I didn't write down um, Mr. Babylon he he wrote the story for the whole series 110 episodes he had the full story start to finish written out on a 200 page document and he's the only person that knew what would happen next so the writers would be given the plot for that episode and they weren't told what would happen next so he had everything planned out but no one knew I thought that was really cool that is cool Less less cool. He had a rule that he wanted to be <laughs> so an adult for show. For some reason,
0: I just thought you were going to go. He was a pedophile. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is about kids, but he's not uh, a pedophile. Uh, oh good. Um, he wanted it to be an adult show. He was, I think, with like the technology for making sci-fi stuff. Star Wars aside, which was like insane for like yeah. a small budget TV show. Yeah, there's a risk that it becomes like goofy. Right? Yeah, so he wanted to make sure it was definitely an adult, mature content sci-fi show so he had a rule that if any cute kids or kids appeared as like characters in an episode they had to be killed by the end of that episode amazing and it happened twice here where kids were prominent in an episode and they both died spoiler alert that is um, oh i've read that that's awesome it's fucking hilarious uh the, my last babylon fire effect which is pretty cool is that it was super popular with the u.s navy because apparently oh. despite being like a sci-fi show they completely nailed what life was like in like a confined space oh. living in close quarters with people. So yeah, they yeah. felt they could relate to it really well.
0: Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. Battle so on five. 5.
1: I've added it to my... As I was telling you off mic, I've added yeah. it to my list of things to watch.
0: Is it available on services or do you have to steal it from somewhere? I haven't haven't checked. It's at the bottom of a very Battle long one, list. Five. But Sounds like I it watched should... the trailer and
1: yeah. it, it, it's like real doctor who style yeah special effects awesome but without being Cute. quaint yeah. and slightly comedic so yeah, i'm yeah. curious how it'll come across um when is it what what era was it from sorry 93 i think was the first episode and i think it ran until the very early like 2001 maybe
0: yeah okay uh that's, yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> the weekly babylon section <laughs> my <laughs> wrap-up song <laughs> babylon uh all right world's oldest joke slide here we go can't wait to giggle uh <laughs> Sorry, I it's just reading my notes <laughs> i thought there was a joke in this oh hey hey sausage dog i thought there was a joke in what i was about to say because i misread the article i was reading that was originally on the your mama tablet I misread it as saying the Dave Historical Humor Society, <laughs> which is not a real thing. Spiny, uh, spiny Dave again. <laughs> Spag and spiny Dave. Now he's Australian. <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot where he was from. <laughs> spiny <you>? Dave. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, Dave. Jeez. <laughs> it's all right. I'd be raping and a pillaging. No, sucking <laughs> blood. That's what he was doing. Sucking blood from guts. God damn it, Dave! And I was like, "That's a great silly name for a real." Science. You gotta stop pillaging, village B. <laughs> pillaging a village in woo Babylon. All right.
1: uh, <laughs> this there was. Listen, you didn't say anything about being succinct for episode two. You gave us the whole the whole build up for episode one. This I was ep- given no such
0: instruction. This is episode six. The previous one was episode four. <laughs>
1: episode one and two of the day. Fourth wall broken.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, the Dave Historical shima Society. That discovered the oldest joke ever. And I was like, that's a great silly name for a real science history thing. Turns out, disappointingly, it was a study commissioned by the UK, the UK TV channel, which is stupidly called Dave. You know uh, they have a channel called Dave? it's yeah. fucking dumb. Uh, is, it, but, is it named
1: after a fella called Dave? Or, like, why did they call it Dave? I don't care.
0: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so they commissioned this, like, quasi-study... Quasi? Qu- quasi-study to celebrate a night of stand-up comedy live at the Polo in 2008, Uh, And I was like, since when do shitty TV channels commission studies? (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) it was led by some bloke called Dr. Paul McDonald from the University of Wolverhampton. Wolverhampton Wanderers! Uh, And a team was (laughs) paid... That's
1: that's another football reference. Good job, Rob. I love...
0: One last episode, one this episode. I love sports and we don't care, who knows. (laughs) Uh, From the University of Wolverhampton, the team was paid paid to spend two months trawling the annals of history so close to a joke about annals in itself Yeah, it was good. Yeah. uh for the oldest recorder jokes and i think we've touched on it before like the elizabethan jokes and stuff but i don't really care yeah just for yeah. laughs uh in very sciencey ways the study defined a joke as having a clear setup and a punchline structure so it's like it's not just anything that could be funny this is what a joke is so the oldest joke is apparently from 1900 bc and it's I thought you were going to say <laughs> 1900. I was like, don't think that's true. Everything else before was entirely serious. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Christ. Uh, the Elder Strokes from 1900 BC and is an absolute classic recorded in Sumerian tablets, very similar to the one what we was talking about before. Uh, and it goes like this. Something which has never occurred since time immemorial. A young woman did not fart in her husband's lap. <laughs> <laughs> classic fart joke humor has been around for almost Uh, four thousand years i like that for two reasons fart joke big fan always also like just structurally as a sentence it made sense Mm. not as confusing as maybe it's maybe sumerians were better than babylonians yeah oh yeah i think that might be suck at babylon robin lloyd blowing it wide open we
1: haven't done that in a while sumeria better than babylon you heard it here first uh, <laughs> Ancient Samaria. <Take> the- <laughs> I mean, what are you going to do? You're all dead. Um, <laughs> I don't know if I, if I get it beyond being a 12-year-old who laughs at fart humor.
0: So it's basically uh, always, forever, your wife, for, for chuckles, when she's sitting on your lap, she's going to throw in a cheeky fart. Gotcha. That's how Ancient I read Sumerian it. Ancient
1: Samarian women
0: seem like a proper laugh. <laughs> proper laddets um next up from 1600 bc is i don't know if i get this one uh how do you entertain a bored pharaoh sail a boatload of young women dressed only in fishing nets down the the nile and urge the pharaoh to go catch a fish yeah that doesn't seem like a joke it's just like
1: yeah that would that would be entertaining (laughs) like of course if i was pharaoh i would
0: enjoy that quite a lot Yeah. yeah i don't know yeah uh It was featured on something called the Westcar Papyrus, and is apparently about some bloke called King Snorfu, which is a great name. Strong name, Snorfu. The third oldest joke from 1200 BC. So apparently our previous Yo Mama tablet doesn't count as jokes according to this study by Dave.
1: (laughs) Also, there's only been three jokes in the last 600 years.
0: Recorded jokes, Lloyd. Yeah, okay. These are the only three jokes in circulation for fucking soup. <laughs> <Imagine> <laughs> they kept that. telling them. Oh, have you heard the one about the woman on the guy's lap? She farted. Wow. <laughs> um, Son invents a new joke, becomes a billionaire. <laughs> yeah, rich overnight. Uh, and then this one is called The Tale of the Three Ox Drivers from Adab," And it's like a full story. It's a story, like a story joke. You know, there's ones that's like a little paragraph yeah. and there's a punchline at the end. However, it's also incomplete. And I read a page on it. It makes no fucking sense. So I shall not waste time relaying it to you. Thank you. But apparently it's funny. Instead, I will replace this entry with the oldest recorded joke from the UK. Featured in something called the Exeter Codex. Which I guess is like the Da Vinci Code, but (laughs) different. From Exeter? Yeah, probably. Uh, This is from the 10th century A.D what hangs at a man's that's actually really good you ready yeah yeah. what hangs at a man's thigh and wants to poke the hole that it's often poked before (laughs) all right so i'm sure the answer is key but penis (laughs) (laughs) damn it lloyd you're so good it's (laughs) obviously key great job had you have you heard
1: that before well, that, that I feel
0: like that joke has modern retellings Yeah, Yeah. okay, I haven't heard it uh, You're right, penis, correct <clears throat> Nailed it <laughs> uh, And then if you've got nothing else I'm going to wrap it up with something And then we'll, then we'll move on Please, wrap, move the, the longest joke in the world Can you do it as a wrap though? No, I'm not going to tell you the joke Because it's 11,000 words <laughs> And apparently if you're just reading at a sedate pace It takes an hour to get through
1: Good l- and is it funny the whole way through or is it no. all build up to one punchline at the end?
0: Correct. And I skipped oh because I wasn't going to read it all. Do you want to hear the punchline because you don't you you basically don't need any of the joke for the punchline. Please. Uh, let me just open it up because I copied it all from a website into a word document to see how long it was. Let me just skip to the end. It is <laughs> yeah, almost 11,000 words, 41 pages. Fucking hell. Uh, oh my Christ. Okay, this is the last paragraph. Jack took a firmer grip on the steering wheel as the RV ran up on the stone. Shouting to Sammy as he pulled the steering wheel, Better Nate than Lever, he ran over the snake. <laughs> so it's it's basically just a word pun. Better late than never. And there's obviously a character called Nate and yeah. something to do with the lever. Like, get fucked. You've just written a long story and then put a joke at the end. Yeah, not not great but I wanted you to know about it.
1: Oh, thank you. I'm glad that we can, we can be in this together. Maybe
0: we'll do a separate episode where we just read the whole thing, although we have just given <laughs> away the, the punchline, so that would be a very upsetting episode to listen to. It's all good. We don't have any listens anyway. Hey, leaning right into that uh, myth. I was going to say communism. What's the word? <laughs> what? no, pe- pessimism.
1: <laughs> leaning right into communism.
0: Hey, here we go. Uh, that's it. That's the end of segment one.
1: Excellent. What's um, who?
0: Hashtag, 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 hashtag. Upward tweeting.
1: Nice. Do you do you have access, or do you need me to open? It? I've
0: got it all sorted. I am all <laughs> oh, okay. over it today, Lloyd. Great. Um, and I have. I've I've been on 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 Twitter. Congrats. And I I haven't read it. <laughs> nice. So I'm, this is all new for me. Good. So yes, it's upward tweeting. Hashtag upward tweeting. It's the thing we invented. We're incredibly smart and amazing. Uh, where we tweet to someone that is just so much better than us in the hope that they will one day come on the show and, you know, rocket us to fame. This week, Lloyd, I have tweeted uh, a wonderful British comedian, James Acaster.
1: Oh, God, just like possibly the funniest comedian out today. I think I'm such a big fan.
0: He is so good. Have you seen his three-part series on Netflix? I can't remember what it's called, but they're like all related, but they're different stand-up shows. Maybe one. I don't know if I've seen all of them. You should, oh, they're so good. And they all kind of relate to each other. Mm. He's he's such a weird, funny, incredibly good comedian. I have tweeted James a. Caster. Let us move along. Good. I can wait. It reads thus. At James Acaster. We're a silly but potentially amusing podcast. You are a dash brackets pod dash caster. Oh. A caster. Yeah, yeah. Seems to us like fate. Come chat with us, question mark. Guaranteed laughs. Little star. Enter space. Little star. Laughs not guaranteed, but we will be there, and you also could be. Wow. <laughs> That's the whole tweet. I um, I mean, I can't wait to have him on the show. I would find it unbelievable if he hadn't responded, and I'm bad at Twitter, so you need to check.
1: <laughs> I, will, I will open the app. Uh, Twitter. Uh
0: no sorry wow well that's hashtag upper All alright shut up what did you learn this week Lloyd
1: I read about Jose Salvador Alvarenga who spent 14 months adrift in a fishing boat
0: on the pacific ocean tell me more about Jose are we calling him Jose or Yossi or big J to the Jose let's let's rotate through him and see what
1: what sits well with us
0: Mm
1: -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hit me up with some facts Jay to the Osei spent 14 months in a fishing boat. Um, So basically what happened is he set off on a fishing expedition. He was planning on going for a few days to go like deep sea
0: fishing, bring back a load of fish. load of fish. Usual fishing buddy. Did you send some people down the Nile covered in fishnets and be like, hey, Jose, you should go fishing. (laughs) You know what you'd like? This would be funny. (laughs) Well, it's not funny, but I do like it.
1: Uh, His regular partner, fishing buddy, couldn't make it. So he just, it seems to me, just grabbed some kid that's who he never sp- spoken to, didn't know his name, and had no fishing experience. And was like, you we're going fishing. That's how it
0: reads. <laughs>
1: yeah. So don't know what the fuck he was thinking. But they got in a storm. Storm was apparently a five-day storm. Which yeah, just sounds awful. Um, pushed them away, of course, and damaged their electrics and motor. And uh, because the motor was so fucked, they had to throw 500 kilos of fish overboard just so the boat was like steady and they could yeah navigate somehow i is that
0: all you're going to say about the storm Mm-hmm. i'm just going to interject here
1: interject away
0: the boat is a decent size it's a 25 foot fishing boat although it doesn't seem to have an enclosed structure on it or any mm. running lights like it's just a fucking shell
1: it has no lights yeah it might have a, a canopy but that's about it. yeah
0: powered by a single outboard motor on board, they have a fish esky, which they had to bail out of the fish because of the storm. They had 70 gallons of gas, 16 gallons of water, 23 kilograms of bait sardines, 700 hooks, and loads of fishing line. A mobile phone in a plastic bag, a non-waterproof GPS, which seems fucking dumb. So dumb. And a half-charged two-way radio. Other um, in- things they don't have. Oars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my lord. This single motor will be fine forever yeah. probably so they get into this big storm apparently during the storm joseph is like all right this is getting pretty rough we're heading for home turns around tries to navigate the waves while uh this kid that he brought on board called ezekiel or some shit he didn't know his name but he did have a name was it was ezekiel <laughs> apparently uh he's doing his best not to panic because he's like he's like 20 or something he's like a young he's, kid he's 23 but is
1: like hasn't been out deep sea fishing like this yeah so he's multiple, like multiple holy days. shit we're gonna
0: die he's yeah. bailing water out of the boat because waves are sloshing over the side uh there's a weather alert so no boats are being left allowed to leave port because that's how mm. bad the storm is a while later as he's like he's motoring as best he can towards shore trying not to tip the boat and get sunk visibility improves and the cloud cover lifts a little bit and he can just make out land in the distance and he's like sick a couple more hours through this and we'll be home safe the motor gives out and that's how they get like they're within I just found it hectic that they were within sight of safety and he was able to make one last radio call to like his boss uh, that's like hey I think the actual words are I'm really getting fucked out here <laughs> and the guy's <laughs> like alright yeah. right, well send someone to come get you uh, the radio gives out and the motor's gone and they just get sucked back out to sea like they were so close I know. And they do send someone to look. Yeah. They spend two days
1: looking and then it's like, after the storm, it's wicked foggy and they can't see anything. Yeah.
0: Crazy. Sorry, carry on. I just wanted to, to get that in there that they were like tangibly close to getting out of the storm. Yeah. And then, I hadn't read that. Oh, wild. That's
1: torture. It probably was torture like months later thinking back and being like, oh, yeah. God so <clears throat> they learned to like scavenge food and, and and water when they could um is obviously an experienced fisherman so he could catch fish and turtles and seabirds either with like equipment they had or with his bare hands yeah i um, read
0: i read that like because they were trying to stabilize this shitty little boat it basically chucked everything or it got washed over and so yeah. he was like leaning over the side of the boat and literally grabbing fish
1: yeah which i'm sure is like probably something he's done since he was a kid right it, or you've got
0: because they're out there for so long right you just master yeah. it over
1: yeah um they had some water they got water from rainfall but also drank turtle blood and urine chaos um, neither of which seem ideal for like longevity
0: <laughs> if you had to choose which one would you do
1: well i know drinking urine is not like doesn't work much yeah, like like, a couple days.
0: Yeah, it's just kind of recycling, so, right? It's no, no good. Yeah,
1: so after a certain point, you're fucked. So I'd take turtle blood. I think, yeah,
0: you'd have to. Yeah, but, like, it would feel... Oh, turtle blood would be weird.
1: I think, though, that...
0: um, Didn't
1: sailors in like the the british era of exploration used to keep turtles on board because they stored fresh water within themselves because they could go so long without needing to drink because they could store water really and so you could it literally like you would just keep turtles alive and they would just be a source of fresh water like so i I wonder if if what are you like wringing out turtles yeah i don't really know how it works but i wonder if maybe if if it says turtle blood but maybe there was some water in them or maybe the blood was like turtle sweat (laughs) <laughs> watered down. I'm not really sure. I just remember reading that somewhere. Maybe there's some like link there somewhere. Super unverified, but I like it. I didn't think to look into it till just now. Yeah, um nice. So according to Jose, his his it says his partner, his kidnappee <laughs> lost hope about four months in. Um, he got sick from eating raw food and then was just like miserable and hopeless and didn't want to eat anything and just. Starved to death, according to to Jose.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. It seemed like yeah. He got sick from, like. Can we just touch on how they survived? Catching fish with bare hands, luring seabirds into the boat and killing them, eating raw mm-hmm. seabirds, catching turtles. Like, I would be like, shit. What are we gonna do? And then I'd die. Be panicking. Yeah, I'd panic for sure. And then like Jose's like, all right, we gotta get us some food. And they're like, scavenging plastic. Upsettingly, scavenging loads of plastic out of the ocean for containers to catch rainwater and stuff. Like, yeah, very resourceful.
1: Yeah, really resourceful guy. um So his partner Ezekiel died, and apparently had made Jose promise not to eat his corpse after he died. So they're obviously like obviously in a very desperate situation. Yeah. But also, you have those thoughts when you are completely just done. Yeah. You're. You're. It, not even panic at that point you just accepted that you're gonna die end of the tether yeah um so jose kept him on the boat for six days so weird um speaking to him sometimes and then one day it was like this this is fucking this is
0: stupid and threw him overboard <laughs> yeah, i didn't try. i didn't write it like that i was i read it like He's talking, he like, it goes a little bit insane when he dies. He's like, oh shit, now now I'm genuinely all alone. That would be a, yeah. a realisation. Yeah. So he's like talking to the corpse and then like, I assume in a different voice doing responses like, oh, hey man, what do <laughs> you want for breakfast? Oh, I was just hoping for some more seagulls. I don't know. Um, well, have I got a treat for you? Oh, <laughs> oh, thanks very much, buddy. Um, And then, yeah, at some point, a few days, six days later, whatever it is, he snaps back into reality and is like, this is not great. Yeah. And I put quietly slips him overboard. You were like, fuck this, toss him over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Yeet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please
1: don't. <laughs> yeah, maybe he had like a period of lucidity and was just like, this is good for my mental health and like,
0: also well, probably yeah, not good spiritually left of
1: for it. this person to be rotting on a boat spiritually, um, uh, you know, physically. You shouldn't have rotting flesh anywhere near you. Well, I meant for, for Ezekiel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then there's like not a lot of information for the next. Tenish months I, th- I guess he
0: just like ate i think it was just the same thing right yeah like, he was just on the boat grabbing the fish getting the seagulls getting sunburned like sounds fucking miserable yeah it
1: sounds like a really shit 10 months
0: yeah um, I, the only thing i read about that was that like he just like leans into his loneliness he lets his imagination run wild to try and like insulate himself from the reality of his situation, like putting up a a barrier between the fact that, you know, there is literally nothing here and also his continuous guilt over Ezekiel. Yeah. I um, guess
1: the guilt would, would play a positive part in just keeping you tethered to reality.
0: Yeah, I guess so. But then apparently, sorry. So I, yeah, I read that he let his imagination run wild to like insulate himself from the reality. And so apparently each morning he would get up and go for a long walk around the boat wandering like different parts of the world like he was imagining all this stuff and he stated that in his imagination at sea he had the greatest meals of his life and experienced the most delicious sex oh so we all know what he's doing just sitting in that by himself
1: yeah he's masturbating <laughs> up to upwards of 30 times a day
0: furious furious yeah. masturbation
1: <laughs> That's actually why I threw him overboard because he gets six days without that masturbating. And he was like, I can't, I need to get you. <laughs> you need to go. <laughs> uh, uh, so after 14 ish months, he spots land. He spots a quote, tiny desolate islet, um, which was the Marshall Islands. And oh. on January 30th, 2014,
0: he incredibly boldly abandons his boat and swims to shore. I, I read it that he saw this, like islet it's so small that it's not an island it's an islet yeah uh he cut off his oh at the beginning in the big storm he made a sea anchor because they lost their actual anchor yeah uh like strung out 50 boys behind him as like a tether like it's not going to hold them anywhere but it helps keep the boat stable so he's like here's some land cuts it off and drifts as close as he can and then just bails and swims to shore yeah ballsy it's um
1: very ballsy um It doesn't say whether it was on this islet or if he like islet slash island hopped, but he stumbles um, across a beach house owned by a local couple who found him naked, holding a knife and shouting in Spanish,
0: (laughs) which would be fucking,
1: you've, you've got this like beautiful holiday home on the isolated Marshall Islands and all of a sudden some castaway holding a knife is just screaming at you in a language you don't understand. Yeah. Crazy. Insane. Um, so he, it's been calculated that his voyage was somewhere in the range of nine thousand to just under eleven thousand kilometers. Um, there is there are some people who have like poo pooed the story a little bit, uh, but I did see that the University of Hawaii and an oceanographer from the University of New South Wales both verified that that distance and where he ended up was realistic based on like their computer models of currents and
0: And i think someone i read also i don't know if it's true that um like the boat didn't then just disappear like someone checked the uh some kind of number mm. on the boat i didn't see that serial no hold on let me just find out what it was Oh, I don't know. Something. But they verified that, yeah, that's the boat that was in fact... like Because there was a missing persons report and all that stuff when they were lost off of Mexico. um, And it's the same boat that left port on whatever date that was. And yeah. obviously hadn't turned up since. So I, I believe it. I think it's legit.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Like There seemed to be quite a strong group of people arguing against it. But from what I can tell, all the evidence
0: is pretty yeah. incontrovertible. Cause of, it's because of the internet, Lloyd yeah like, fuck, everyone has to have an opinion it's a hoax fuck you guys here's my no bull- one can do anything incredible yeah here's, my bullshit, here's it. my bullshit opinion yeah <laughs> thanks brian
1: fucking brian again <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the culprit of a lot of things uh
1: and uh he was pretty much fine he had some ptsd and a fear of water he had some like issues with his ankles probably just from like a lack of exercise and yeah i mean he was like
0: super weak when he turned
1: up yeah like he could barely walk for very long Uh, but the doctor said the only thing majorly wrong was dehydration which is another thing that someone said is like he would have he would have had scurvy but apparently raw meat and blood has enough vitamin c to keep your scurvy free
0: I guess, yeah. If you're drinking turtle blood on the road, it's all good. It's like, uh, can't you get that in bottles? Turtle blood tablets.
1: Turtle blood tablets in a <laughs> bottle. Yeah,
0: Robin Lloyd's turtle blood tablets. Come get them <laughs> while they're hot. <laughs> and they are hot. Or, oh yeah, hot, hot cool tablets. <laughs> <laughs> or capsules. Yeah. Um. So
1: I have, I, 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 just your 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 opinion on where we should we should move. I have one interesting Marshall Island fact, which is very interesting. I like that. And then I have a story about another person who spent time at sea, but I hate him with a burning passion. And I don't know if you want to end on a hatred or if you have something funny to end on and we can do the burning hatred first. What do
0: you think? Oh. I have ghost ships. Oh, let's end on ghost ships. Okay. So hit me up. Um, I'll do
1: the Marshall Island fact. Please do. The word bikini is actually borrowed from the Marshall Islands. In nineteen forty six, French designer Louis Oh, I definitely spelled that wrong. Hang on.
0: Read it how you spelt it.
1: <laughs> Louis Riard.
0: <laughs> Louis Riard has no T. Louis Riard
1: came up with a swimsuit design. Sorry,
0: you just defaulted. Oh, that was amazing. He's French.
1: Yeah. Uh, came up with a swimsuit design so scandalous that he couldn't find a model who would wear it. He considered his creation to be a bombshell and as such named it after the Bikini Atoll, which is where the U.S. did bomb testing. Oh. So Bikini is from where the U.S. did horrific
0: nuclear testing. Yeah. Um. Before you tell me about this other person, you hate loads. I mm. thought it was quite interesting that this guy washed up on the Marshall Islands. The Marshall Islands is not, there's not a lot there, right? It's a bunch. No, in of, the it's scheme a, of the ocean, but, yeah, it's pretty a, small. But yeah, like you see the picture of his, like he, he skips Hawaii entirely. It's yeah. the Pacific. Yeah, Pacific. Nothing, and he just brushes across the southern tip. So whatever that islet is, is on the southern tip of the Marshall Islands. If he'd been like a nautical, even like probably even like fifty meters or a hundred meters further south, he probably would have missed it. Yeah, wouldn't have seen it. And then. Based on the oceanography trajectories, blah blah blah, he would have just kept going until he either hit PNG or, more likely, went even further and hit the Philippines. Just crazy. So like, he's been at sea for four hundred and thirty-eight days or something stupid, and it could have been could have been he would have died probably I assume, but like crazy. Well, that
1: I just finished uh, a book about Shackleton's time in the Antarctic and his like shipwreck and everything. And his navigator, oh, my God, that guy is ridiculous. So they they went through, like, hell, right? And then finally, they finally get into open sea, and they're heading for an island that they know has a supply depot on it. And all they're in is, like, a tiny boat. I think one of the boats has a sail, and the other one doesn't even have a sail. And the guy just has a compass and a map. Uh And it's, like, hundreds and hundreds of miles. They're aiming for a tiny island. And he gets them straight on in a dead straight line. They hit the island. And if he'd have been like a Damn. mile or two either side, they would have missed the island and it would have been like twice as far to the next, like to Africa or to Australia yeah, yeah. or something. So he managed to get them in a perfectly straight line to this tiny little dot on the map. Just like freakish navigation. That's wild. Wish I had skills. <laughs> yeah. Any. Any would be nice. Any skills. Um, all right. Furious hatred. Here we go. <laughs> I'm so excited. So our friend Jose. Je- the for the longest time spent adrift so not okay. of his own volition yeah but a person called reed stowe has sounds like an longest asshole longest record for consecutive days at sea without resupply 1152 days whoa and i read this and i was like awesome i'm expecting yeah. someone of like the old school mold of explorer like yep. mustachioed badass, like just wants to like see the world. I can hear the rage in your voice. Yep. Oh, he's not like that at all, Rob. So he travelled a little over fifty five thousand miles. Impressive journey. Yep. He packed three years worth of food, medical supplies and, and tools and, and spare parts to repair the boat. Uh-huh. He he saw land once about a year in, three hundred and six days in he was with a girl and his girlfriend, I don't know if they were together at the time, but they're together now. She got pregnant and they had to drop her off Uh uh-huh so he saw land she got dropped off it was his son right that he dropped her off at an island and then went back out to sea for two more years so that was my first warning sign that this guy's a douchebag yeah like not not it's not like he's working for the navy or for like an oil tank or something he's volunteering to do this just because he's always wanted to he's now got a pregnant girlfriend and a a son who he's not going to see for two years yeah terrible person yeah um So i've got some quotes from him oh no so he says so i called on god whom i imagined as those great italian paintings a 65 year old well-muscled bald man with a long beard and i said god tell jesus to heal this arm and then i felt jesus take my arm and start massaging it i saw his soft beautiful face and i said god tell buddha to heal this arm his other arm and then i saw buddha come and take this arm start massaging it and healing it then the three of them came close together to heal me, and they bumped heads and they started laughing and Buddha looked at me and winked. Right. So on. first signs that he's a fucking douchebag. Yeah. More quotes. This one might be the worst one. I'm excited. A lot of times I saw energy and myself expand. Then I saw my body <laughs> surrounding the pulsing energy of the environment. So I sent my energy out with love and I tried to bring in all of the negative. The hurt and the bad energy of people breathe it in and heal it with my being and then breathe it back out what a massive d-bag he's a huge comp a huge <laughs> massive comp uh you know what i fucking take it back this is this is worse <laughs> actually i'll do this bit he says when you live in a state of expanded meditation you're connected with the stars and you feel like that's your whole body I felt like I'm one with the ocean rippling around me. The fish swim and the birds flew through me. <laughs>
0: Wanker.
1: But I can almost forgive someone who's genuinely just like, all I want to do is be in nature. And like, I think that's where humans should be is like surrounded by animals yeah. and be outdoors. Okay, fine. Believe that. But he completely lost me with this quote. I was hoping that it would be a more meaningful thing to the world. Red flag. The voyage into the void, away from all worldly things, is a voyage that we all have to take. Eventually, we all have to leave everyone and everything behind, including our pregnant girlfriend and 2 uh-huh. So I saw it as a metaphor, as a voyage into death. In the 60s, a man sailed from England to Australia. And when he sailed from Australia back to England, he was a national hero and was met by the Queen. He posed with the queen from her balcony while crowds filled the streets. It was inspirational for his country. He was never at sea for more than a hundred days. When we got back, the media all over the world ignored us, and most of the stories were shallow. It was more a story of my reuniting with my son than of my travels. So he's a fucking wanker who just wanted to be acknowledged for being a famous explorer. All he wanted was fame and attention and to meet the queen. And he's a total douche
0: yeah i i share your anger and rage he is a massive comp Yep. Yeah. and i think
1: especially after reading shackleton's book which shackleton is just like a proper old-fashioned it like i'll lead from the front take my men we'll explore the unknown and then i'll get you all home safe just yeah. like this guy sucks
0: yeah Ah, uh, what a uh everything he said makes i vomited twice in my cup Yep, good. All yeah, right. all right. Bring, bring me back. back. I need something good. Let me bring it home. Uh, all right, boats disappearing, boats, oceans, castaways, all the same shit. Here we go. Yep, The Agreed. Octavius was a three-masted schooner, which is not a beer, it is a boat, um, <laughs> that departed England in 1761, hoping to find a new trade route to Asia by shortcutting through the Arctic ice. It was discovered in 1775, locked in the ice, with the entire 28-man crew, frozen to death below decks, the captain still at his desk, literally pen in hand writing in his logbook. That's,
1: what, like hunched over?
0: I mean, I didn't see it. That was the description.
1: How long after was he found?
0: They were found, like, it's not that long ago. Those a uh, left in 1761, and it was rediscovered in
1: 1775. Oh, uh, so would he have been... He wouldn't have been skeletal by then, would he?
0: I mean, they're frozen. They're preserved.
1: Oh, I missed that. Okay. Yeah, they're all
0: frozen to death under the decks in the ice. So they're all frozen and preserved. Real creepy. Imagine walking onto that boat and being like, ooh, hey, (laughs) y'all.
1: Ah, Captain Ahoy!
0: Hello? (laughs) Hello? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this one is creepy as fuck. It's unverified. It's a maybe more of a myth slash or and or legend. Uh, the SS Urang Medan was an Indonesian cargo ship off the coast of Indo in shit, didn't write a date. A while ago. Yep. Um that yeah, the uh I think like early nineteen hundreds. Okay, cool. Puts out a distress a distress call that reads, All officers including captain are dead, lying in chart room and bridge. Possibly whole crew dead. Everyone's like, "Uh uh-oh. Help is dispatched, but soon another... (laughs) Who wrote that? Soon another message arrives reading, I die. And that's it.
1: Oh, God.
0: When rescue workers got there, everyone was dead. Bodies were contorted and arms outstretched as if fending off an attacker. The engine room is on fire, and the ship has to be abandoned by the rescuers as it sinks, with all of its secrets and any potential answers. And they haven't done an yeah. excavation no no solid records i guess no one's <sighs> been to the ship so the whole story could be made up but if it's true there's some theories that may uh, it was potentially transporting a hazardous chemical like sulfuric acid and there was like a leak yeah and so like a silent killer so everyone would you know that kind of thing yeah but you just, would die in pain yeah but if, very you, if like the
1: officers and the captain have died i guess i don't know maybe the person didn't know what was happening yet, they wouldn't have been like Yeah, don't know. I guess if people die in pain, you wouldn't put people dying it's not pirates or aliens or anything, we don't know what's going on, so don't worry about it. It's not like someone's here.
0: They would have just said people are dying. I don't know. So it's creepy. mystery Really creepy. Uh the Mary Celeste, Captain Briggs, his family and seven crews sail from New York on November seventh, eighteen seventy two, bound for Genoa, with lots of booze to sell. A month later, the ship is spotted listless somewhere near Portugal by Captain Morehouse on the De Gratia Gratia, some oh, other boat. Captain
1: Morehouse is a strong name.
0: Yeah, like he wasn't satisfied with his current. <laughs> That's house. what I was going to say. <laughs> I need Morehouse. <laughs> he sends Good. a boarding party because he is. He knew Captain Briggs and was like, "That doesn't seem right." Send a boarding party. The boat is deserted. Not wrecked, so not abandoned because of storms. In perfect sailing condition, just no one on board. Spooky, that is real creepy. Yeah, the Cas Two.
1: Well, I'm not ready to move on yet. Okay. Why? What? You have any theories on why someone would abandon or be taken or leave ship that is seemingly hail? No. Yeah. No. Neither do I. <laughs> Good. Maybe they were pirates only interested in taking people.
0: Yeah, slavers? Yeah. I don't know. Ooh. Or maybe they saw something shiny at the bottom of the ocean? I don't know. All jumped in yeah, and that drowned.
1: Yeah, would work on me for sure.
0: <laughs> Ooh, gold. Next person. Ooh, gold. <laughs> Ooh, gold. Ooh, <and> golden bodies. The Kaz 2. A catamaran. More modern. It was a catamaran yacht found drifting off of the Great Barrier Reef. On April 18th, 2007, a few days after she had departed Airlie Beach in Queensland, authorities boarded her a couple of days later to find nobody. There was food on the table, a laptop was on, and the engine was running. The three inexperienced sailors who had been on her when she left, uh, who were in their 50s and 60s, weren't great sailors, but they'd hired a boat or something, were nowhere to be found. A court officially ruled that somehow all of them had fallen in the water and drowned due to their lack of nautical skills with the Z. Uh, yeah,
1: I guess, what was the, the other ship, The one before this was the family and seven crew, yes. right? So that's a lot more people. That's potentially like like 12 people maybe, right? Yeah. 10 to 12 people. But three people, I can almost believe that, like, if they're sitting on the back of the boat with their feet in the
0: water drinking a beer and then a huge wave comes. Yeah, I guess it'd be quite a hectic accident for them all to be, like get washed off and drown and disappear because no bodies turn up
1: yeah but i can buy that one a little more that like maybe some storm or wave or something and they were all piss drunk and they couldn't swim or something yeah but yeah possible the ten, 10 people to for that to happen they're not all like sitting on the mountain maybe they were really close with the crew i don't know. But. <laughs> <laughs> they're all just like dangling their feet in the water hanging a
0: great time yeah they had a lot of alcohol i guess <laughs> yeah we didn't sell all the booze we drank it hooray yeah uh yeah. and that's, that's go, so creepy that's ghost ships mm. <laughs> mm. real creepy that's how i feel about it um episode six of gigamux that's a wrap was that a belly was that a belly tap <laughs> it was oh good hang on <laughs> That's, you've got a good ear for a belly tap. <laughs> thank, thank you. How do you know I wasn't just clapping?
1: Just could tell. I don't know.
0: <laughs> I'm I'm really glad you could tell. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna start slotting them in. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna be like, calling out every time. Yeah. Ooh, clap. Nope. Ah, belly tap. It's belly tap. Yeah, but now that we've it's been announced I'll be terrible at it. Yeah, Thanks so much for listening. Send your complaints and any questions you have for Sean to gigglemugspodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at gigglemugspod.
1: So drop us a follow and interact with
0: us there. And if you want to listen to the whole back catalogue, including the previous Unintelligent Chat Show episodes, you can find us on all good streaming platforms where podcasts be. We would appreciate if you could uh, you know share us around and leave us a review. That would help us out.
1: And cheerio.
0: Cheerio. I didn't like that.
1: And Cheerio. I hated that too. Maybe I just don't like the way I sound. There's got to be something good in there.